All right, fact checkers, it is a brand new year, but we've got the same great coffee sponsor. So if you head over to Fox and Sons Coffee and use the promo code FCT for fact check this, you get 15% off any order of $25 or more. Also, be sure to check out the new blends that Steve's got over there. We've got the Den Blend 2 Electric Boogaloo. This is a medium roast coffee. If the dark roast was a little too robust for you, but the light was not quite getting what you needed, check out the medium roast. It is fantastic. And also, they've got a brand new one. It's the Costa Rica Honey Prep. Now, this is the same great coffee, but with a little bit of a floral aroma. You're going to really want to check this one out. So head over to Fox and Sons Coffee and use the promo code FCT at checkout to get that 15% off any order over $25. Let's get started. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast, and as promised, we're going to follow up on some of the uh, degeneracy bullshit, and today we are going to talk about the redefining of pedophiles as minor attracted people in Scotland. So let's just jump right into it, because I don't really feel like there's a whole lot of... uh, additional preface needed for for this topic anger as the eu project sees police scotland rebrand pedophiles as minor attracted people the term described as deeply disturbing and baloney was included in the chief constable's year-end report as part of an eu project to tackle child abuse and exploitation somehow i think Renaming them as something that's uh, not so stigmatizing is probably not going to do a whole hell of a lot of good towards tackling the child abuse and exploitation problems. It's just me there. The controversial move to label pedophiles as minor attracted people in a top-level report has been defended by Police Scotland with the force suggesting the EU was to blame. Chief Constable Ian Livingston's annual year-end report refers to child abusers as minor attracted people, MAPs. The move comes amid wider concerns by campaigners over what they see as attempts to rebrand pedophilia as a harmless sexual preference, because that's exactly what it is. That's the whole reason that they're rebranding it. Notice the word is rebranding. It's a fitting word for this. Whenever you do a rebrand, it's because your old brand has either soured your customers or it's gotten old and stagnant or it has some negative connotations in in the people who hear its brain. If you hear pedo or pedophile or anything that even kind of reminds you of that word, you immediately think of wood chippers. And if you don't, You should be in the woodshed. When you hear minor attracted people, or especially the way they're trying to shorten it, to just refer to them as maps, because minor attracted people is pretty fucking disturbing, if we're being completely honest. But if you just call them maps, everybody's like, huh, what's a map? And then, you know, you, you can deflect. Pedo is short for pedophile, 
and everybody knows what it is. And it has the same stigma, no matter how you shorten it. Everybody knows. And everybody with decency is offended by it. Offended by the people who it describes. A spokesman for the force stressed that MAPS is not a term they've routinely used to describe child abusers and said that its use in the report had to be understood in context. Um, Fact check misleading. It was out of context. He explained that the reference to MAPS was in relation to the force's engagement with the European Union's Horizon Europe Project Prevention of sexual of Child Sexual Exploitation. The report states the project's main agenda is to develop understanding and approach to avoid the victimization of children by engaging minor attracted people and providing them with the necessary support, treatment, and guidance to help prevent criminal activities. Help prevent criminal activities. I'll come back. A police spokesman said Police Scotland does not use the term minor attracted person. The reference in the chief constable's assessment of policing performance in 2021-2022 was in the context of Police Scotland's engagement with the Horizon Project EU consortium to tackle child sexual abuse and exploitation. The term was used in the commissioning documents for the consortium and is more commonly used on the continent. In September, Police Scotland representatives successfully lobbied for the MAP term not to be used by the consortium. The term MAP is contentious because child abusers are trying to escape the stigma attached to pedophilia and maintain they should be regarded as a niche group alongside the LGBT community. Kenny McCaskill, the Alba Party MP, for East Lothian and former SNP Justice Secretary said any use of euphemisms in relation to child sex abusers was baloney. He said spouting these euphemisms simply masks the reality and their danger. I very much welcome the common sense approach from Police Scotland, even though, uh, though even in commissioning documents, these euphemisms should be avoided as they mask the reality and hide the horror. The term, in whatever context, is baloney. Now I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of pause right here and, and uh, I'll come back to the article in a second. This is something that's this is something that we're seeing pretty large scale with the whole map thing. Now, if you go on like the most psychotic liberal retard Twitter. Or other social media. I I need to talk about Mastodon because apparently Mastodon is uh, just for those who aren't aware. Whenever Elon Musk bought Twitter, Mastodon popped up as the uh, basically it was like the parlor for liberals. It was the place that all the progressives were saying that they were going to run off to since Twitter was no longer a free speech zone because they weren't going to be able to censor free speech. Um, so Mastodon was the platform that they were all going to run off to. And 
there are reports out. I, I need to find it and just go through the whole thing. But there are reports out that Mastodon was uh, is actually pretty inundated with a lot of uh, really disturbing kitty porn type stuff and talk of that sort of thing. A lot of uh, it seems to be the uh, the pedophiles playground, which makes sense, right? Because since Elon took over Twitter, Twitter has ramped up the operation to take all of that kind of stuff down and to get rid of the people who were doing that. So now those people can't run roughshod over Twitter anymore. They got to have somewhere to go. And where are they going to go? They're going to go to the place where all of the progressive liberal retards who support all of that stuff and, and want to destigmatize it and normalize it are hanging out. So, um, yeah. Uh, Venture over to Mastodon at your own risk. Uh, apparently, uh, some pretty crazy shit's popping off over there. Which brings up more questions. If there's actually a news article that's being run about this, about this going on on Mastodon, where's the fucking FBI? Why aren't they doing anything about this? Why aren't they looking into this? I mean, I'm almost positive that Joe Biden has talked about protecting our children. And, and there's always talk about like, going after the child trafficking and uh, like child sex stuff and, and trying to put us put an end to it. Why aren't they actually going after these people and doing anything about it? Oh, wait. Because, because then their supporters would all be in jail and they wouldn't have anybody to vote for them. Not that that fucking matters. They'll take care of it anyway. Huh. Carrying on with the article. <laughs> Most Scots will find this deeply disturbing and wrong. Maggie Mellon, an independent social work consultant, said the term MAP risks the danger of normalizing and therefore perhaps decriminalizing a serious offense. She added there should be a there should be diagnostic and treatment options for those who present a risk to children, but the police are not a therapeutic service. They should be devoting their resources to closing down porn sites that feature children and abusive women and upping their detection and conviction rates for those promoting child abuse. Preach, Maggie, preach. Why isn't the FBI doing that? Why aren't the police here doing that? When are we going to start prioritizing protecting the most vulnerable in our society, children, instead of normalizing, taking them to drag shows? A Scottish conservative spokesman said most Scots will find any attempt to soften the language around pedophilia and official guidance to be deeply disturbing and wrong. Offenses relating to pedophilia are among the most appalling and unforgivable crimes anyone commit, and it's essential that Police Scotland guidance reflects this. The MAPS propaganda drive has been compared to the pedophilia information exchange campaign in the 70s and 80s, which piggybacked on the gay liberation movement 
to push for pro-child abuse policies, such as lowering the age of consent to just four. Anybody that suggests the age of consent should be lowered to four should have their genitals ripped off. Not like, you know, be castrated or something like that. No, no, like tie a rough nylon rope to it and then drive as fast as you can in the other direction. Like, oh. Single force blasted for Orwellian rape policy. Police Scotland has already come under fire in the past year for saying they would record rapes by offenders with the penis as being committed by a woman if the attacker identifies as female. Man, I mean, we're getting into some real degenerate shit. Campaigners said this would warp rape statistics and threaten women's safety by understating the threat of male violence amid fears that the controversial gender recognition reform bill, which was passed two days before Christmas, would compromise the safety of women-only spaces such as changing rooms and toilets. Author and campaigner J.K. Rowling was among those mocking the force, suggesting the move was Orwellian, with her reference to George Orwell's totalitarian novel 1984. War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. The penist individual who raped you is a woman. The force defended the policy, claiming concerns were hypothetical because the circumstance has never arisen. Because criminals didn't know it was an option. You gave them that option. How do you not see this as being a bad idea? Policing at its finest. Bunch of fucking morons. Detective Superintendent Phil Capaldi said at the time, the sex gender identification of individuals who come in contact with the police will be based on how they present or how they self-declare which is consistent with the values of the organization. Police Scotland requires no evidence or certification as proof of biological sex or gender identity other than a person's self-declaration unless it is pertinent to any investigation with which they are linked. You know, I'm pretty sure if a person with a penis raped a woman, that uh, biological sex it's pretty fucking important. I don't know. Seems like it might be, right? Never mind the scenario. Where was it here in the States where they took a male who identifies as female and put him in an all-women's prison? And then they had to put the motherfucker in solitary confinement because he kept knocking up other prisoners, like raping other prisoners. And impregnating them? Yeah. Inclusion. Yeah. Uh, believe all women. You know, we, want, we want to protect our women. Especially the ones with penises. They need the most protection. I am, I am happy that everywhere that this minor attracted person thing has popped up, there has been massive backlash. People are not having it, generally speaking. Even, I, I mean, it's... When I talked about Mastodon before, like, the people who are supporting that kind of stuff are the most, like, wildly progressive, uh, like, super... I, I would almost call it, like, the 
they they like to refer to you know uh trump supporters and stuff as like the alt-right it's like the alt-left like it is the it is the farthest spec on the other end of the spectrum from from the alt-right and it occupies a very small percentage of the left honestly but it is also the most vocal percentage of the left and largely it's been what's driven policy from the left for a number of years now i I would say probably for the better part of 20 to 25 years if not longer than that those are the people who have been driving progressivism and they finally hit a speed bump that they couldn't get over uh apparently like just normal classical liberals and and leftists uh it, you know more moderate democrats or or even just like sane democrats when this destigma destigmatizing and normalizing and trying to be more accepting of and catering toward pedophilia people with just a little bit of moral value and common sense and decency have really stood up to it and said oh hell no scotland is super progressive uh, if you if you don't know much about scotland there it's incredibly progressive um sadly my my homeland has been uh, corrupted but scotland's very progressive and even there as progressive as it is they are not happy about this and they are standing up to it like the only places that are going to get any kind of like positive traction on something like this are going to be like san francisco Portland, LA, maybe, New York, maybe. I think it might even be a stretch for for like a New York or an LA. I, I don't think it would fly at all in in the like uh, southern leftist cities like Austin or Atlanta, something like that. Even Chicago, I don't, I don't think you would be able to get a lot of traction um, for something like this. It's it's one of those things that hopefully, hopefully this is like the breaking point for a lot of people. And it really should be. I, I mean, I've, I've talked about it. I, I talked about it in my Substack. Uh, I talked about, you know, the the idea of the liberal Christian and and the oxymoron that that, that, that is. Um, when you see politicians from the left trying to normalize and destigmatize pedophilia and try to refer to it as minor attracted persons and maps and give it these other classifications to soften it up and to make it more user friendly that's where you have to draw the line in the sand and say no no we we can't go here. We're we're done. This is this is the straw that that breaks the camel's back. 
And honestly, this sounds terrible to say it out loud. I hope the left attempts to push harder on this topic because I do sincerely think it could be that breaking point that takes people who have been supportive of the progressive movement of the left because they wanted to be good people and they wanted to care about people. I think this could be the thing that, that breaks them. That's that gets them to say, I, I can't, I just can't. The overdrive push to normalize transgenderism is already starting to tip that a little bit. Uh, people are people are seeing the outlandish ridiculousness of this whole transgender movement that's really, really become a huge thing just in the last year and a half. People are starting to see that and see all the stuff with allowing 10-year-olds to transition and stuff like that. People are starting to see that stuff and they're starting to ask questions. They're starting to reconsider where they're standing. I saw I saw an interesting tweet. It said, uh, uh, if your three-year-old has a gender identity, that's the same as your cat being a vegan. Like, they didn't make that choice. And that's super accurate. And no three-year-old is deciding I'm a boy, I'm a girl with any and needs to start transitioning or something like that. No 10-year-old. Honestly, probably no one younger than the age of 25 should be trying to make that kind of a decision. Uh, funny, that's also the age that I think should be the, the minimum cutoff for being allowed to vote. And there's a lot of studies that show that your brain doesn't develop until about that time. So anyway, um, I think this outlandish push is going to start pushing people away. And that's a very positive thing. Um, I know I went kind of collapsitarian on the last episode and I'm going there again with this one. But like, I do want. I do want the left to continue its. Um, cartoonish, like over, uh, over the top, like becoming a caricature of the things that they supposedly believe in. Like the further they go with it, the more it pushes rational, sane, decent human beings to just say, "No, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry, but you've." You've gone too far. And then what has to happen <laughs> is the right or whoever, you have to be there with just rational, logical decency and say, hey, that shit's fucking nuts. Come over here and let's not be fucking nuts. 
let's try to rein this shit in and and undo some of this. You know, you don't have to go crazy. You just have to be there and offer a hand. Be like, hey, we've been trying to tell you, but it doesn't matter. You see it now. I mean, better late than never, right? I think we may be moving in that direction. I hope. But keeping in mind that we may move in that direction, it probably gets worse before it gets better. And that's the that's the harsh reality of what we're the times that we're living through. I'm optimistic though. I really am. Hopefully you are too. That'll do it for today. I will be back on Monday with a brand new episode. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, so Johnny and I talked about this on Peddling Fiction uh, earlier this week. There is a a piece of the uh, the infrastructure bill, Biden's uh, Build Back Better bill, that includes the addition of a safety device in your car. And on Monday, I'm going to dig into that a little bit deeper and talk about what that is and the uh, the implications of that and the kind of the overreaching um, extent of not just that, but like other monitoring device type things. So that'll be Monday's episode. And then be sure to tune in on Wednesday, or not Wednesday, Tuesday, January 10th at 1 p.m. Central. I will be going live with Jason Rink, and we are going to talk about his ride with Kanye West going from the Austin airport to Alex Jones's studio. And we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff, too. But that's the uh, that's our that's our uh, show leading topic is a ride with Kanye. So tune in on Tuesday afternoon, 1 p.m. Central, where I'm live with Jason. In the meantime, be sure to check out all of my daily content. Uh, got a few episodes of that out now. I keep them short. They're 10, 12 minutes or so. Uh, just talking about news of the day. So get in on that. Lots going on this year. It's going to be busy. Give me feedback. I want to know what you want to talk about. I want to know what you want to hear me talk about. I want to know who you want to hear me talk to. If you want to come on and talk to me, let me know. I will literally platform anybody on this. I don't give a shit. So hit me up. Let's do it. Have a good one, everybody. See you Monday or tomorrow if you subscribe to the daily thing, which you should, you should really do that. We've got a brand new sponsor for 2023, and I am really excited to partner with Agorist Acres. Now, agoristacres.com, you can find over 100 varieties of seeds. They've got vegetables, flowers, all kinds of stuff. They've got heritage brands, everything that you want to start any kind of garden that you need. It's free shipping on any order of $20 or more. They've got cool packaging, and most of the seeds come in a fancy glass vial, no paper envelopes. They accept U.S. dollars and crypto and can easily take either at checkout. Now, be sure to head over to agoristacres.com, and anything that you get, Use the promo code FCT at checkout for 10% off your order. I say all the time, 
that you need to be starting your own garden, you need to be growing your own food, you need to be getting off the grid and becoming less dependent on grocery stores and stuff like that. Agorist Acres is a great first start. They've got everything you need for whatever kind of garden you want. Great people, great product, highly recommend. So go check them out. 